When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport. Your station. You're very welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport. David Sheen with you until five o'clock. Now, there will have been many a glass raised in Dundalk earlier this week, I suspect, at the news that Peak Six have departed the club and local owners are back at the wheel. And no time has been wasted in making changes with Colin Murphy returning to Oriel Park as club secretary and the announcement yesterday that sporting director Jim Magilton would depart the club with immediate effect. Some work done then, but plenty more to do to discuss. I'm joined by Gary Rogers, who is speaking to us from Bulgaria. Uh, Gary, first of all, you're over there working hard. You saw the under-19s yesterday who draw 1-1 with uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina a side that included former Dundalk player Val Adedokan were you encouraged by what you saw? Yeah no they were they were very good side in fairness and to be honest with you like Ireland wouldn't feel hard done by that they didn't pick up all three points it was a very tough game um, like Bosnia-Herzegovina were, were, were a good physical side and where uh, our boys played a good style of football on a pretty poor pitch um, Johnny Kenny obviously put them ahead and they just conceded at a real bad time for them in the game, just conceded just shortly before half time and look, a draw ended up the result and, and look, I think it was one of those games that, you know, if had it picked up the win, they were home and hose, but as it is at the minute, they're still, you know, in a really good position to qualify because they could win, lose or draw their, their last game and possibly go through, but a point will, will bring them through to the, to the under-19 championship, so it's, um, they're in really good shape. Yeah, certainly very positive. And I know there's much talk about the style of play at senior level, but are we seeing a revolution in the style of football Ireland are playing right down through the age groups? Or is, is that a little bit overstated? Maybe this style of football has been employed for many years now and maybe people are just more aware of it now because the senior team are trying to play a bit more of an expansive game. But are we seeing a bit of a shift in a mindset and a shift in the style of play at underage level as well? Yeah, I think there has been, but it, it, that wouldn't be solely attributed to obviously to Stephen. I think you know there's, there's guys like Colin O'Brien and, and Tom Moen have been you know very successful with underage teams over a number of years, and our style of play and like Jason Johnny who was on the 15th, and our style of play at underage level has been very good um, over over the last say five or six years. So there's certainly that has been implemented at underage football, and you could even see yesterday the likes of Andy, uh, Andy Moore who's playing at Brighton was playing in the ten yesterday in behind uh, in behind uh, Sinclair Armstrong and the Johnny Kenny on the right and Valen Duncan on the left. And, and look, our guys really really tried to play good football, and it was um, it was it was a good battle. And, and you know, I think um, when you got young players like that coming through, uh, the signs are very good. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly uh, green shoots and hope for the future as well. Turning to matters closer to home, Peak Six are gone. Dundalk is now back in the hands of local owners. Now, this has been bubbling along for a few weeks and uh, there was an announcement expected. But what was your reaction when you heard the deal was finally done? 
I was delighted to be honest with you because um, I just felt that it, it was certainly the, the right move. I think I think everybody in the, in the town and the surrounding areas are delighted that, that Andy and Stat Sports and people like Martin Connolly are back involved in the club because I think you know there's no two ways about it. The way the club has been run over the last few years is hugely disappointing for for supporters and and people involved in the club, and you can only see that by the amount of volunteers and good people that had kind of left the club. And you'd be you'd be hopeful that a lot of them people who would have put time and effort into the club will be re- rejuvenated by the news that it's going to be in local hands and, and people who have steered the ship before and, ste- and done re- a really good job with it as well. So I was really excited and delighted, obviously, with the news. And uh, obviously, you know, I'll be wishing wishing the new consortium all the best in terms of the job. They have a lot of work to do. They will know that, and everyone knows that. But I think um, with the people of Dundalk um, solely behind it. Uh, with the new owners, I think it, it. Although there is work to do, I think it'll there'll be plenty of people offering their support uh, in order to do that work as well. Yeah, and I know we spoke to you before about Peak Six ownership, and it was probably difficult for you to say too much, given that they were still there at the time. But how much damage was done, do you think, over the last couple of years off the field in terms of the gradual erosion of that local bond and people like Martin Connolly, as you mentioned there, and others departing? Because you would have been there when when this was all happening and that kind of period of change was happening. So on a a kind of day-to-day basis, how much damage was was done to the club over the last couple of years? You only need to kind of look back at at, at our own supporters protesting you know, halfway through the season uh, this year at, at, the, at the ownership of the club. And, like, you know, that's not uh, in Dundalk's DNA. And, like, and there's obviously huge problems when when you have our own supporters protesting against against the, the ownership there. So, like, that in itself was, was, was a huge sign. And, and, look, it was difficult. It was a difficult environment, you know, to be playing and working in. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't the environment that I suppose it was when we started. Like, when I started my journey at Dundalk six years ago, like you were going into a dressing room and uh, a culture that, you know, that Stephen Kelly would have built. And, you know, I think the whole, Stephen was able to galvanise the whole town and get everyone pulling in the right direction. Um, and that kind of, you know, that dwindled away over a period of a couple of years after Stephen left, you know. And mm. I think now there will be more energy in terms of you know, trying to re-establish that connection and that culture that, you know, is synonymous with the success that Dundalk have had over the last six years. You mentioned there a lot of work to do. What would you say are the, the, the main priorities for the new owners at this point in time? Well, I'm sure look, they're, they're obviously looking at players because you know the situation with players last year, allowing players to run out of contract even until the end of the season and the off-season, um, they, they will be speaking to players. Like there's, there's a number of players at the club that you know, no matter who is the manager of the club, there's definitely six, seven, eight players that any any squad in the country would want. So I I would be sure that the new owners are speaking to these players and, and gauging their interest and showing them that what what their ideas are in terms of the club and that we are going to offer you a contract and we know you've got offers on the table, but we want you to be part of our club. And I think now um, for our players with the, the new ownership in place, they will be more attracted to staying at the dock, whereas you would have lost the likes of look, we lost um, Michael Duffy and Patrick McEnany and probably Bill Patching as well because of the time delay in terms of offering deals and stuff like that. But now with new owners in place, I'm sure they're speaking to players um, and obviously they'll be speaking to managers as well. So whether it'll be Vinny at the helm or somebody else, it's important to get all the people in position in order to take the club forward. 
Yeah, and one of the things that Martin Connolly touched on during the week when he was talking to Colin Corrigan was that, you know, although Andy Boyle is the only, I think, senior player with a contract for next season, that's not necessarily unusual in the League of Ireland. It might be unusual for the likes of a Shamrock Rovers or maybe Dundalk in the past, but, you know, it's often the case where you get to the end of a season and all the players are out of contract. So it's not the end of the world. They still have time to, to get those players tied down, you would hope, to, to new deals. And as you said there, the fact that the new owners are in will make it more attractive for them to stay. Yeah, look, it, it wouldn't be unusual. But look, it's an unusual in a successful team. If you look back at say Dundalk, maybe 2014, 15, I can kind of relate to even when I came back, when I came into Dundalk. Like Stephen Kenny had the whole team tied down, and he added say myself and Ronan Finn to the to the squad and a couple of others. And then the following year, he added maybe Sean Hoare and Jamie McGrath or Patrick McElhenney. And the following year, it was Robbie Benson. But all the time, the business was done in terms of the players that were there in September and they might have been released in November or at the end of the season but that, that business of like keeping your top players at the club you know, that, then negotiations have to start early in the season because you know you, you start you want your players to stay you speak to them early you get the you get the business end of it done and then you can build on it and then you can go and look and cherry pick the one or two top players from the other clubs that are coming out of contract you know and that's the way that, that was the model that he would pick up some of the best young players um, and add it to that group so Look, that's the way it has been. Dundalk obviously are in a position now where you know they may lose a couple more players, but they will probably keep players that that may have been going somewhere else because of the the, the change of change of ownership and and the possible change in culture and environment and, and maybe going back to a little bit like like it's not going to be the same as it was before, but like you know it'll be a fresh start. And um, but but the right people with the right ideas will be there. Yeah, so that's the the players that are there at Dundalk at the moment and hopefully they'll get as many of them signed up as they can in the next uh, few weeks and months. But if you were a player outside of Dundalk at the moment and you were maybe being linked with a move to Dundalk, how much of a difference does it make now that Peak Six are gone? Like if you, if Gary Rogers was, you know, 25, 30 and maybe looking to go to Dundalk but Peak Six were still in charge, you might have second thoughts about going. But the fact that the, that the guys are back in charge again, the locals, that will make it a more attractive proposition for players who may be signing for the club as well, you would imagine. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because like, I don't know, like, I haven't heard of any players really being linked with Dundalk over the last six months, whereas in years gone by you would hear bits and pieces of players being linked with the club throughout the year and you know, it's a sign of the way things have been done and none of the club that none of these kind of uh, players' n- uh, names have been linked with a move to Dundalk, but now you look at it because our league is very small and players talk and players in other dressing rooms are friends with players in our dressing room and vice versa and you know everyone will be very aware and very quickly aware that you know Dundalk now again will be an attractive place for a player to go to because the environment that existed there over the last number of years wasn't healthy um, and players weren't treated properly I don't think um, you know the the loss of some of our senior pros to other clubs and, and what have you um, it was very disappointing and very disappointed for players who put a lot into that club to be to walk away from the club and go to go to another club, and um, because a lot of the players there would have had huge success with Dundalk and and um, huge um, I suppose a growth in the club as well. So and it's a tough decision to walk away from the club as well. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see and, and like I said, players from other clubs will be looking in and it certainly will be a more attractive. Um, uh, prospect of a club to be joining and, and I think you know, the, the signs will be good coming out from the dog. This is probably a difficult question to answer but we know Michael Duffy's going we know Patrick McElhenney's going 
still a very you know strong group of players there and still a lot of really good players in that Dundalk squad and their form recently particularly at home has been really good how, how far off do you think Dundalk are from being title contenders again if they were to get in you know how many how many players do you think they need to bring in to, to maybe boost their chances of getting back to the top table again I appreciate it's a tricky question to answer but do you think they're that far off if they can add some quality yeah, I think look, it's difficult. Obviously, I think you're probably looking at maybe ten players to come into the squad, um, whether it be starters or, or squad players. Or, you know, you definitely need to freshen it up um, and, and younger players. I think kind of Dundalk probably got it wrong in terms of the amount of players that they they brought in from out of the league. Like it's very difficult to bring in ten players from from this different leagues into gel. And it's not to say that these guys are bad players because we've seen them, you know, some very good players as well. But it's, it's difficult to go into our league and to really gel. And, and hit the ground running straight away. So, um, it, look, it's, it's hard to put a number on it, but I certainly think there is there, there is a good a good uh, chunk of work to be done in order to get um, the right amount of players in. You know, just very finally, then away from Dundalk, uh, your old club, Drogheda United, uh, bite into the fact that uh, Finn Harps and Waterford, of course, last night both drew this weekend. Drogheda are safe this season. You've seen you've seen a good bit of them this year. Have you been impressed with what you've seen from Drogheda United? At the beginning of the season, of course, everybody was you know, the, the main goal was to stay up really and I think maybe expectations shifted a little bit at the beginning of the season when they started off so well. But overall, it's been a, a pretty decent season for Tim Clancy and Drogheda. Yeah, absolutely. I think Tim's done a ter- terrific job there in order to steer them to safety in, in the first season. You look at what Tim has done over the last four years at the club. It's, it's, been, it's been a brilliant job on the on a kind of a, a limited budget, if you like. So, you know, the club have done really well, but like bringing in the likes of Dane Massey and Rodan Murray and, and these kind of older heads to kind of steer, and, and Gary Deegan was so important for them uh, this year as well. So, but, and as well as that, he's been able to develop young players like, you know, like Killian Phillips has had a terrific season. He's been in Ireland 21. Same with David Ademusu. And David Ademusu is a young goalkeeper from Dundalk and should be at Dundalk, to be honest with you. Mm. You know, he was let go and he went to draw He's had two seasons now and I think if uh, if Dundalk had him from start to see, start uh, the start of the season, I think you know they would have been in Europe, uh, no doubt. So look, it, it's interesting that a guy from Dundalk who went up the road to draw and has gone and uh, benefited from playing two years on the bench, and he's been in the Ireland under twenty ones as I said. So look, it's uh, it's a job well done by by Tim and Kevin and Conor Howey there in in Drogheda. Um, but it'll be an interesting season for them how they how they go about their business next year because staying up is one thing, but then remaining up uh, the following year it, it's all the more challenging because some of their players that have done really well um, will be will be on the radars of some of the top clubs as well. Yeah, absolutely. You'd like you'd like the Shelburne come up as well, which is going to going to make it difficult as well. Listen, Gary, thanks so much for taking the time. I know you're you're at the airport there, so we wish you a safe trip home, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. No problem at all, David. LMFM Sunday Sport, your sport, your station. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 